I'm rolling. Breaking news, everybody. Welcome to Mega 64 and Teen. Johnny Yo, has something I, to share with us. You know, just you know the world is in turmoil right now. You know, there's a lot of, you know, good news, bad news. I just have, you know, I only believe one person. And I'm going to, you know, I'm going to share it with the world right now. Sometimes you get what you fucking deserve. Sometimes you don't get what you fucking deserve. Ah, 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 ah. Theme song. As the earth is carpet bombed by poisons, I keep it safe. I keep it clean. I keep it here inside with Mega 64 and T. I'm Joe Biden, and I approve this message. We don't have a theme song. <laughs> we do. Oh, that's funny. Uh, I, I edited a new theme. What? I used uh, the same song, but I made a whole new intro. Really? Yeah. Can I see it? Right now? Yeah. I mean, is this up? Is it? <laughs> I mean, I could show you on my phone. It's on the past episode. Yeah. What's going on here? I didn't know we had a new theme song. <laughs> I could really show you right now. Get a live reaction. Well, yeah. I mean, everybody at home just saw it. I don't even know what they just saw. <laughs> um, <laughs> this makes no sense. How can I follow up when I don't even know what I'm following? It's going to be funny that they, they at home are going to see the theme song and then see your reaction to the theme song. But it's the same thing, pretty much. Okay. Pandemic footage. Nice. Yeah. I use that as well. Oh, footage of people being sick. That's great. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Got rid of all those other guys. Yeah. Uh, someone commented and said like, yo, Johnny, this intro is a little sad. <laughs> and I was like, mm. so there's been a debate and you will see part of the debate today, ladies and gentlemen, by the way, welcome to today's episode. Welcome. We have a heck of an episode in stock. We're a bit Joker brain tonight. Uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about Joker. We're gonna be talking about baby Yoda. We have a special guest interview today. The one <laughs> and only Eric. Badass Bedour. Dude. The prodigal son returns to Mega 64 once and for all to clear his name. There is controversy in the fandom. Do you like Eric? Are you anti Eric? Well, we grill him today and we get into all the nitty gritty drama. Yeah. The history, the split. Eric and Mega 64, the history. We uh, open up old wounds. Yeah, we, we do. We fought with him. We may not be friends after that interview. You, never you know, know, everybody out there loves YouTube drama. And if <laughs> yeah. you do, then you've tuned into a good episode today. Yeah. Not only do we have YouTube drama, we have regular drama just happening out here in the world. Yes. Craziness happening in the world uh, and a little bit of sanity. So, yeah. Namaste, everybody. <laughs> namaste. Thank you for joining us on this Saturday or whenever you're watching. We're here to ground you and guide you. This, How are you doing, Johnny? I'm doing pretty good. This, I mean, last week you said to try not to find any anti-masker videos. So I tried my hardest this week, okay. but like, um, I wouldn't say we're at bottom of the barrel again. I think we, we found a new barrel. So, you know, we'll, we'll have some fun with some clips later. Um, nice. And then I brought a segment today where I, mm. for whatever reason, you know, I have my reasons. I've been working on some creative projects on the side. Sometimes you have to do a little research. I typed yeah. in 
Uh, two words into Google I never thought would go well together. Joker Yoda. Turns out I was not the first person yeah. to have this idea. <laughs> Turns out the concept of Joker Yoda is a phenomenon that is sweeping across the internet, is taking over America. If you are under the age of 15 years old, you are probably already well indoctrinated into the Joker Yoda movement. Uh, For those of us a little bit older, uh-huh. you might be thinking, is Joker, is Joker Yoda a thing? Joker. Joker? <laughs> Yoder? I have stuff I want to add to this when you're done. What? What but, do you want to okay, add? Okay, so... I feel like they're like my generation was like obsessed with fucking Sonic the Hedgehog because there's like that old meme where like you could search. Are we not the same generation? Well, yeah, we're both millennial, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a millennial. I just feel like Gen Z is obsessed with Joker. But what I was going to say is like um, there was that old meme where you could search like any name in Sonic and you'll get like an, a, an OC. Yeah. Um, I feel like you could search anything and Joker. And get something. I mean, we've talked about Joker extensively on this yeah. show. You made a joke about Joker Buddha on the podcast. And for like, I was like, you know what? I'm going to Google it and see if anything comes up. So, so much. Like, I think you could Google anything and the Joker and you'll get something. Joker is having his moment. Uh, I wanted <laughs> to show some people out there uh-huh. some Joker Yodas just to go down the rabbit hole. Do you want to do it now? Yeah. Can we All check right. some of these out? Yeah. Let's go to it. Well, we got to get this Joker out of the way first. Um, yeah, our, our first Joker <laughs> our Yoda. First Joker. I legit thought that guy was going to do like a Joker Yoda uh, impersonation. All right. So we got this one. Okay. So this one uh, was modeled up by somebody. And this one is unique because it is the Cesar Romero yeah, Joker. It's also Baby Yoda. Uh, and it is Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda is definitely... Now, I'll tell you guys about the Joker Yoda movement. Let me inform you. It mostly revolves around Baby Yoda. Okay. But but original Yoda is by no means excluded. <laughs> there is a lot of original Yoda Joker art, but the Baby Yoda Joker is definitely more prolific, and it is specifically Baby Yoda and Joaquin Phoenix Joker. Okay. So if you see it's, oh my gosh, now that I'm thinking about it, you'll see some examples. (laughs) I didn't get too many baby Yoda walking Phoenix jokers because I felt like that was very contemporary and there's a lot of it, but there is an arguable amount of original Yoda. No, Heath. Heath Ledger Joker. It is almost like neck and neck. Which one is more popular? Are you baby Yoda Joaquin or are you original Yoda Heath? (laughs) <laughs> uh, this one is unique because this is uh, Cesar Romero or Mark Hamill. I'm not quite sure. Yeah. Let's go to the next one. Okay. I was thinking about how his suit is tailored. Yeah, the tailored suit. Okay. Okay. So this is a <laughs> perfect example of the zeitgeist of the cultural <laughs> I'm, movement. I'm 13. So this check is what I'm this saying. Out. Check this out. This is a fucking uh, journal that is for sale on Amazon, but is sold out currently. Fuck. Currently sold out. This is the front cover. Uh-huh. I am 13. I love Joker and Baby Yoda. And it's uh Joaquin Joker with the training backpack from Empire Strikes Back. But it's Baby Yoda inside. Check out the back cover. That's the next image here. Oh, yeah. I have that. You get what you fucking deserve. Was that? Joker. <laughs> Joker. Yeah. In case you didn't know who you're quoting. That, I guess, is the... 
the prolific quote. I don't oh, specifically yeah, yeah, remember yeah, 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 that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, from move the movie. I do. That's a. I mean, spoiler for the Joker. Uh, skip. We're gonna spoil Joker yeah. the movie here. That's when he shoots Robert De Niro. You get what you fucking deserve. You get what you fucking deserve. <laughs> I mean, I saw the movie and I yeah. saw it like the week it came out. Uh, I remember for me it was uh, when everybody says you're crazy. Why don't you just go crazy? Because I was like, <laughs> yeah, good, good logic. Yeah, I don't. Do we have more? Yeah, of course we have more. Let's go to the next one. Okay. You get what you fucking deserve. That's on the back. So the front, by the way. Oh, wait, that- <laughs> yeah, let's go with this one. Yeah. Check this out. <laughs> I hope I didn't skip one, Maxon. I don't know. You're. It's funny because I sent these to you and I was thinking they'd go in a, in a different order. This was like my grand finale. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. This is my favorite. Uh, <laughs> this is like Heath Ledger makeup photoshopped onto... Frank Oz puppet of Yoda yeah. and he's holding a Joker art and this thing is legitimately terrifying. Yeah. I don't like the like, realistic eyes. Yeah. <laughs> this thing comes to you in your nightmares and laughs. Uh, <laughs> what was I going to say though? Um, was it about Joaquin? It, it doesn't matter. Okay. Let's, let's keep going. Oh, it was at the journal is clearly for a 13 year old, but the yeah. back just says you get what you fucking deserve. Oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, we got an Instagram shout out at the bottom here. Oh, didn't that was cropped when I copied that off Google. So <laughs> I shout love that uh, shout out. This this one looks like Crispin Glover to me. I don't. Yeah, this one was very like had sad energy. Yeah. Um, you know, it's definitely like Joker, baby Yoda, but also like <laughs> a lot of strange vibes from the artists being put into this image. <laughs> this one almost has like a haunted yeah like demonic energy like this is something else pretending to be baby yoda this is a shapeshifter i'm getting shapeshifter energy from this picture writing a hundred great movie premises every (laughs) image (laughs) yeah that's my skill i like this one again og yoda with the heath makeup this is (laughs) strong contender for cultural zeitgeist here i think that might be the last one no i think i have another one um yeah, serious, serious. Why so? Jesus, Christ. you didn't even notice I that it was not in the Yoda. Oh my god, it was in the Yoda Fuck syntax, this. dude. Someone serious. Why so? Ha someone, ha ha. It's like was that Kermit the Frog? Was that more <laughs> Kermit the Frog than Yoda? I I mean, they're both Muppets technically. Um, sir, why so serious? It's uh, I'm seriously green. I bet there's Joker Kermit the Frog too. Next week. Oh, uh, oh, oh yeah. This one, <laughs> somebody did a Sprite mashup, which actually proves the point in a video game. If you take Yoda and mash him up with the Joker, you actually get a crazy, scary gremlin. Yeah. Joker. It does look just like a gremlin. It looks like a gremlin. Uh, this one uh, was yeah contender for my favorite. I like like Heath Ledger's legs are so skinny and so long. Yeah, His head, head is way too big. Um, you can tell this took a long time. This looks like a lineup from hell, by the way. <laughs> the, the lines, they look like you're gauging the height of everybody. Yeah. It did take a long time. I'm sure it did. Um, I, I want to make sure I didn't skip any. Uh, I think that was the okay, last cool. one. So um, there you have it, everybody. Now you're informed <laughs> now you're on Joker the, the Joker Yoda movement that's happening all across the internet. Uh, I'm 13 and I love baby Yoda and Joker. This podcast has the most range out of any podcast. Like, you know, one minute we're talking about wrestling. One minute we're talking about baby. Yoda. Well, Joker. you know, I feel like this, 
I can't speak this for everybody else. Podcast. This is what it was like for me being in quarantine. Oh, I was yeah, just yeah. stuck in a room looking at random shit on the internet all day. Yeah, and same. I got fucking tired of just seeing news about this worldwide pandemic. So I'm just looking at all the other crazy fucked up shit that's happening in the world. Yeah. And just viewing it from my safe little window. Yeah, I was locked at home watching butt bungee videos like all quarantine. Exactly. Uh, do you have a news story for us? Yes. So in in rare uh, Megasit quarantine fashion, I do have a news story here uh, about the band Metallica. Okay. Uh, Metallica... Metallica's James Hetfield is skeptical about getting the coronavirus vaccine. Oh, okay. So you did know, he say why? He said, I have no clue. He told uh, this podcast. It's not up to me. It I, really I is. I have up no clue. <laughs> it is up to the safety of everyone, not just the fans, but the crew and us. I'm not sure what that means in the future. As far as vaccines, I'm a little skeptical of getting the vaccine, but it seems to be rolling out and people are getting it. And I've got lots of friends that have done it. So it sounds like he, I mean, like I'm sure he can't go on tour without the vaccine. I got lots of friends who've done it. You know that I watched some kind of monster. I know yeah. James Hetfield has done all kinds of crazy shit, <laughs> fucking Coke and drugs. This is the one needle he's afraid of, of taking. Sorry, the vaccine doesn't get you high. <laughs> but uh, what? Why? Why now? Suddenly skeptical. Oh, that me or you? Um, I'm, I'm sorry. My phone's <laughs> Classic. I should mute this. People know when I'm when I'm I live think, on I think camera. It's like good luck at this point. Like if they, we're gonna have a good podcast, you you hang out with me all day here yeah. in the studio. I never, never. get messages until it's, the camera's it's rolling. Only when the <laughs> bullshit. Uh. This I'll dude, tell you uh, why you need to get the vaccine, James Hetfield. Maybe yeah. this will convince you. New study says coronavirus lingers in the penis and can cause impotence. Yeah, that's right. You want to think about getting that vaccine now, James Hetfield? Yeah. Health Day reporter has this report coming from last Thursday saying, um... Coronavirus has been known to damage blood vessels and new reports say that those blood vessels can Are become in damaged in your phallic instrument. <laughs> phallic instrument. The blood vessels in your penis can be destroyed by coronavirus, rendering you unable so, to perform sexually in the bedroom. You're telling me. You could cough so hard you break your dick. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why you need to get the so, vaccine. Joe Rogan got coronavirus, so you're telling me he may be impotent now. I just love <laughs> I love the phrasing on this headline, coronavirus lingers in the penis. Like <laughs> guys, you have to let it linger, dude. I'm coronavirus. <laughs> oh no, the antibodies, they're ki they're kicking our ass. I thought we were going to win the war on these lungs, but it doesn't look so good. Hey, everybody, come down here. I know a place where they'll never find us. <laughs> the, the coronavirus is a bunch of mobsters. Yeah. And then they all like sneak down to the penis and they're like, "Ah, I'm getting a little hungry Ooh. down here." I start munching on the walls and, you know, hey, <laughs> you want to take a bite of this vast deference? Oh my god. It's just the coronavirus is inside munching on the walls, destroying your blood vessels, 
It's like a rotten apple, just just turning <laughs> brown and coreless from the inside out. Get your vaccine, kids. That's your horror story for the day. Let James Hetfield read this story yeah. before he says his opinion on the vaccine. What else do you got for us? Uh, I have more videos. Uh, sure, let's go to a video. So real quick before I show this video, I did a little bit of editing to this one. Okay. Because it was a little boring. I want to spruce it up, but I think that it's like a funny concept. So here we go. This is from New York. We need everyone to get vaccinated. So we know we have to make it convenient. We know we have to make it easy. We know we need opportunities for people to speak to their trusted community voices, doctors, et cetera. We're doing all that. But we also know that uh, incentives help. They really do. And so we've been announcing free tickets, gift cards, all sorts of incentives to encourage people. A lot of people are ready to get vaccinated. They just haven't gotten around to it. They need a little extra incentive. We're doing that now. <laughs> yeah. Get to the and point. We are going to have a live correspondent this morning talk Ooh. about this. And from a is site that not that you? Are you not a live correspondent talking about it right now? Because one thing I think that does unite New Yorkers is a love of Shake Shack. So what? live from the original Shake Shack location in Madison Square Park, the CEO of Shake Shack, and he is generously joining into this incentive effort, and I welcome him. My pleasure to introduce CEO Randy Garudi. Welcome, Randy. This is a good commercial for Shake Shack. <laughs> there he is, there's Randy. Thank you so much, Randy. Thank you to the whole Where Shake Shack Where those fries come from? This is really going to help us <laughs> Dude, out. Dude, this is a Shake Shack plug. Free fries when you get vaccinated? Shouldn't there be a law against um, the government? I got vaccinated. Promoting Shake Shack. <laughs> You're saying I could get this? The delicious fries? This sucks, dude. Right, this is making me feel so uncomfortable. <laughs> I wanted to zoom a in on it. burger element to this? There's a burger element to this? <laughs> Wait a second. Are you telling me there's a burger element to this? <laughs> I'm vaccinated. <laughs> okay, keep yeah, playing. Sorry, this video gets Early good here. Day, eat a burger. No. This could be breakfast. Okay. The guy doing sign language is giving up. He's like yeah. shaking his head like, yeah, he's just talking a bunch of bullshit. Again, some people love hamburgers, some don't. Really want to respect all ways of life. But if this is appealing That's to you, just think of this fucking, when you think hold of vaccination. On. That's the most politically <laughs> correct statement I've ever heard in my life. Some people love hamburgers, some people don't. He said it. I want to respect all ways of life. He fucking said it in the most New York way I've ever this heard. Dude, like, hey, some people like fucking hamburgers, some people this don't. This dude is so <laughs> fucking afraid yeah. of stepping on the wrong toes. Oh, yeah. I respect your way of life if you don't love a hamburger. <laughs> oh, we respect all ways of life here. And, oh, what a frame to pause yeah, on. I zoomed in on him. Let's go. Mmm. Vaccination. Mm. <laughs> I'm getting a very good feeling. It's getting horny. About vaccination right this moment. Mm. <laughs> there you Is go. that it? Yeah. Oh, God. That's... That was really cringy. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> uh, I don't even know what to say. I have vaccination. Uh, Sorry, I've turned into Yoda. That's fine. I would rather watch Yoda do that. That felt Dude. like a children's television segment, you know, like ex yeah. explaining <laughs> well, <laughs> how vaccines work, but also like mm, and hamburgers too. think about who's not getting vaccinated. I think he has to talk to them like children. <laughs> that was like Sesame Street. <laughs> Hey, uh, that was kind of sad. Yeah. And I think I need to change, not me, but I just think we need the breath of fresh air in I here. I think so too. 
Why don't we go to our interview with the mysterious man, the San Diego stranger in a strange land, the Mexican pride oh. turned Texas. What rhymes with pride? Uh, hide. hide. Dude. We're talking about the one and only Eric Bedore. We talked to our friend Eric about leaving Mega 64, joining Rooster Teeth, launching a podcast with uh, all of the wrestlers from AEW and being featured on TNT cable television. Eric had a lot to say. It was a wild conversation and you're going to get to hear it right now. Stick around and we'll be back afterwards. Enjoy this talk. Here, watch this. Here's a clap. Now you can sync it up, idiot. We didn't get the audio on that clap. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Oh, it's Discord. Don't we here? Ready? That one? Okay, wait. <laughs> hey, watch. Okay, now here's the trick. Watch. Uh, there you got it. Yeah. You got to go. Told you. That Pop. That's yep. the Discord clap. <laughs> yeah, We're going to leave all that in. Yeah, oh, no, great. Good, 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 good. Welcome, cool. everybody, good to today's special guest interview. That's right. We got the most mysterious, elusive <laughs> man to ever come through the threshold here at Mega 64 Studios. I don't know about that, but all right. Okay. The one and only uh -huh. Eric Badur. Hey, Round of applause. See, I got all those claps over Discord. That'll say oh, I could hear that. Yeah. So now, now, good job. Good luck syncing this audio, dummy. Oh no. Uh, thanks for thanks for having me on what inevitably must be one of the last episodes of your show. Now that the country is opening up. Well, yeah, yeah. We talked about. Oh, that. oh, you didn't think about that. That was no. the first thing. I, that was like one of the first things I thought about. I'm like, oh, make sixty quarantine. The country might talking. be opening up, but that doesn't mean I'm coming out of quarantine. Mm. I'm oh, too comfy. <laughs> I've too. settled in. We're in the bunker. I'm like that 600-pound guy that sat on the couch for so long, his ass melted to the fabric. You're going to need, like, a fire team with the jaws of life to get me out of quarantine. You're, like, you're not... I guess there's benefits to the core. Like I like working from home. I like working remotely. I don't mm -hmm. like not going to bars or not seeing friends, but like, are you just saying that's fine? You're willing to make that sacrifice of not seeing people? Uh, what I'm saying is I think the quarantine has fundamentally changed the way I view society. And there's parts mm -hmm. of it that I no longer think are necessary or fun. For example, uh -huh. I don't know if I am really looking forward to going back to a restaurant. Me too. You, you know, guys are crazy. Like the idea of being waited on, I don't uh -huh. need that. Okay. And is the food that much better than what yes. I could be getting at home? Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> or or I could just pick the food up and take it home and be you comfortable could. on my couch. Right. And then it, I got, it and then it sits for 30 minutes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, well, the the opposite is I sit at a stranger's table, a chair. Uh, How many right, asses restaurant. have farted in this chair today? You think I'm <laughs> supposed to eat a meal wafting in this buffet of stench? Restaurants, they're disgusting when you think about it. Okay, I can already say, look, I... Uh, there are I like the parts of quarantine where I can work from home. I like the parts of quarantine where yeah. I don't have to do the social obligations I don't want to do. I yeah. I really I did 
I missed going to restaurants, but not in a way where I was like aching for it until I went one night to Vince Young's Steakhouse and got, you know, a $60 steak. And I just went, it's different. Things are different. This is, I can, this to me is an elevated thing where like, yes, maybe eating at a dine-in Domino's pizza is not (laughs) what I ever need again. Uh, But sitting at like a steakhouse with like a glass of wine and having just the atmosphere and not being in my home was uh welcomed it was welcomed yeah and i I really i really recommend it just don't go to soup plantation go somewhere Mm. that's you know worth your time and money and (laughs) maybe give it a shot instead of going to the fart chair where you go how am i supposed to eat (laughs) oh you think they swap out the chairs at vince young steakhouse oh absolutely yeah yeah they don't they would never give me a fart chair vince young would never give me a fart chair ever he would never do it Uh that's what you pay for vince young's there he's like oh eric's here hold on yeah (laughs) warmed it up for you buddy sit down (laughs) jesus christ I think that, like, there are things that I've enjoyed in, like, the last year of quarantine where, like, I I like... I like being at home. I enjoy my home. I like my house. And I started yeah. streaming on Twitch, and I, and I like that as well. But, boy, I miss just going out and being able to go out and not having to, like... Not... <laughs> I guess it's just like the worry of like it's the mask and everything where mm-hmm. you're like ah this is there's oh am I gonna touch something and then touch my face by accident I like not having to deal with that stuff anymore so my give and take for that is that I also like to go outside so I want to be outside let me out let me out let me out I'm <laughs> I'm fine I, I just don't want to go back to work I don't want to go back to the yeah. office I That's like going all. outside too I had like uh-huh. uh all my midlife crises in the middle of the quarantine I got yeah, a motorcycle like, I would say you're like a motorcycle guy now yeah wow. my parents were like who the fuck are you what <laughs> you think you're cool enough to have a motorcycle and I was like <laughs> I'll show you uh-huh uh-huh uh That's, so do, do you feel like you're cool enough to have a motorcycle Getting a motorcycle changed my life. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. It Damn. definitely made me feel cooler. Damn. No joke. Unironically. Wow. Because, you know, wow. when you get a new hobby, like a mo- like something that could kill you, mm-hmm. when you get good at it, you can't help but feel like, I did it. I didn't die. It's true. You know? Yeah. I and get then that. You think, Imagine all the other pussies out there. Don't point at me. Who would have been dead by now? <laughs> Not me. <laughs> so it makes you feel, you know, triumphant. Wow. I Did, did oh, you wow. pick up any hobbies during quarantine? I don't know that I got any hobbies. I started streaming on Twitch. That's fun. That's like a hobby that you can monetize. So it's a good time. I got a stick and poke tattoo from my Whoa. friend Richard. Yeah. Can you I got, show it? What, what'd you get? Yeah. I mean, I'll show you. I'll show you. Okay. Yeah, you, I, do I don't it. know if you remember when I lived, Derek, I don't know if you remember this at all. When I lived in Anaheim, I lived with a guy named Ian who yeah. was, he rode his Punk bike rock. everywhere. Yeah. Smoked a lot of weed. That guy. <laughs> um, he gave himself, he got really high and he gave himself like a stick and poke pat- tattoo of a pizza on his ankle for pizza vacation. A time when okay. he like broke his wrist and the doctor gave him an excuse to not go to work. So he ate vegan pizza every day for a month. And he's like, I'm gonna do the stick and poke tattoo. I told Damn. him at that time, I'm like, I want to do that. I like, I would love to have that. And I talked to him years later and I went, can I get pizza vacation tattoo? And he said, absolutely. Whoa. So I got pizza vacation on my, I got a little oh, ankle. Shit. 
little pizza vacation ankle tattoo. Nice. I think so, we just got demonetized. Yeah. Oh, come on. What do you mean? Here, guys. Check it out. No. Nice. Guys, look. Look, this is the, I'm, this is gonna be the look I'm Sean. This look, is I'm Sean. Uh-oh. I'm going to put this on a doorknob and then Sean be, be jealous. and then I'm going to worry and I'm going to be like, why don't you want to touch the doorknob after I put my feet on it? That's weird. <laughs> I think we know what Sean's rant is. Yeah, I think Sean's week. rant is going to be about Eric this week. <laughs> We've got, well, it's been a while since we had a Sean rant. We'll play that impersonation for him see what he says oh wow that's good that'll show him take that all right but i i think other than that i haven't really done there's no midlife crisis i turned 35 but no midlife crisis other than my little ankle tattoo you're eligible to be president now yeah oh finally do you feel like you could be president yeah i kind of feel the same way i kind of feel, feel like, like it, it can't be that hard <laughs> If the world was a better place, I would be president. Yeah. That's what I think. From where I'm sitting, that's my opinion. Uh, I, I will say that the thing that I quote all the time from you, Derek, is we should make more money when we're just doing some kind of video or whatever. And Fuck something yeah. really good happens and you just go... We should make more money. And I remember talking to you going like, I mean, we're like, we do okay, whatever. And you just went, no, we should make more money. There's yeah. always... You should always make more money. And I went, you're right. We should make more money. I think I was about 23 or 24 and we were making, I don't know, like a thousand bucks a month on right. the videos we were cranking out. And these mm -hmm. things were badass, And we'd have They're to great. split that three ways. Oh. I was just thinking like, we should make more money. Like we're doing a lot of work and people around me in the office would argue. They'd be like, why? <laughs> why do we deserve more money? Who are we? And I'd be like, uh, why would I not want more money? It, like at what point in your really, life are you going to say, I'm good on the money. Don't give me it's, more. It's that it boils down to just that I'm, I'm kicking ass. I rule. I should make more money. Yeah. I agree. Absolutely. A hundred. And I think that's a good mentality to have. I should make more money. I should. Yeah. That's look, it's not your ultimate goal, but you know, I should make more money. Um, yeah. And I'm not saying give me more money or we're going to have a problem. I'm not no. robbing you. No, I'm saying, I think I deserve more than what I'm getting and I'm mm -hmm. not going to forget it. No, same. That's it. And Easy. I have a number currently that I'm not making that I wish I was. Me too. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. uh, I'd like to hit that number someday. So <laughs> yeah. I definitely need more money. And then I have the number after that already planned. Oh, that's Damn. good. So that's... I'm already not making enough money and I'm planning <laughs> to not be making enough money later. Oh, that's good. So my, I'm like big brain on this. Uh, when I started, when I started, game. when I started at Rooster Teeth, it was like, you know, I was making a certain amount. And then I talked to my boss about like, hey, you know, I want to be making this, whatever. And he said, think about, don't think about right now. Think about two years down the road. What's that number? And I went, whoa. And now I say, I gave them a number and I said, this is what I want to be making in two years. And I've been there for a few years and boy, I'm making that number. I'm making a little bit more than that number. And I went, so it's it's you got to It's that mentality of not right now. Look, you should be making more money, but you got to think down the road. I like what Derek's talking about, mm -hmm. where it's the it's not the next number. It's the number after that. And I'm already mad about that number. I'm yeah. already pissed that I'm not making the next one after the one that I get next. Should make more money. Do you have a retirement plan? Yes. Yeah. No, not a financial retirement plan, oh. <laughs> like a social one. Like, do you have 10 people picked out that are going to take care of your sick ass when you can't even shit and you're in I a mean, wheelchair? I mean, uh, I'll just, I'll let you know. My retirement plan is just like getting out the game. 
I think I think that's to put it simply. I think Mine. the entire. Uh, I mean, that's I. Nobody's got to do anything. I'll just I'll be gone, and that will be and that'll oh, be it. This okay. See, my retirement plan is to mm-hmm. like live until my final iota has like disappeared. You know, like I'll be dead, but don't bury me because every once in a while my body might shudder with just a little bit of life. I'm gonna Wait. live and live and live. I'm gonna go the slow death. That being said, I'm going to need a whole team of people to take care of me and sustain me into, you know, 115, 120 years of age. I, you just Am said I going after, off the rails here? You, I, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I yes. lost you guys. Like, you, just said, you just said that after you die, your body might occasionally move and yeah. you need a team of people <laughs> to help you if that I'm saying happens. that I plan on living a long life. You may think I'm dead, but there's still life left in me. It's still ticking oh. up there. That's my plan. I'm going to keep going. I've actually looked up the upper limits of what humans can live to, it's uh-huh. 120 years. Uh-huh. Humans are known to live to 120 years. Best case scenario. It might be I me. mean, that's, but that's, that's best case is putting it lightly. That's ultimate best case scenario. That I'm is record breaking. I feel lucky, you know? I, yeah, I guess so. I mean. All right. Uh, listen, you don't, what about Garrett talking about like, what is it? Synchronicity or whatever the fuck where everybody's don't a robot? Don't me in with Garrett's talkings. <laughs> this is not that level. This is serious. This is planning for the future. This isn't conspiracy theories. Okay. After you die, you want me to take care of you because you may still be alive. <laughs> no, not you, Eric. Somebody though. Somebody. It's oh, not enough who, to have money. You need to have. Who, the, Johnny? Who are you going to? Yeah, it's going to be me. Money yeah. is only good if you have people to pay. Okay. You gotta have the whole plan worked out. It's true. It's just me old as fuck with a laptop. Like, (laughs) a millionaire with no friends is gonna die quicker than Uh than a thousandaire with 20 people who love him. I guess, I guess you're right. So, Johnny, are you ready to make tens of dollars to keep Derek's dead body alive or whatever? I I mean, I don't know if I'm gonna make it to like even a hundred, but I'll try. Uh, Oh, oh, I have to tell you, Prince Philip died. Rest in peace, whatever. Uh, Oh, shit. When that happened, I was talking to Andrew Douglas and he went, oh man, Prince Philip died. And I went, yeah, he's 99. And he went, oh, only one year away from living a full life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everybody who dies short, it's like a score. How yeah, far right. away you are from a hundred exactly. is how many points you lose. <laughs> and it's he, like bowling. And There's so a perfect close. game. Yep. Mm-hmm. 299 is not a perfect game in bowling. 300 is yeah. a perfect game. So Prince 99 Philip, years is not a full life. It's close. It's Even close. if you're British royalty and uh-huh. can literally get away with any crime you want. Right. It's not enough. <laughs> not is he doing crimes? What? Uh, jury's well, still out on that one. Yeah, probably. Johnny, you should do do a little bit of research before the I show, really man. Should. Yeah, you should maybe <laughs> like literally go crimes? on any website and just do a do a quick search. <laughs> what what politician didn't do a crime? Eric, right. do yeah. you ever regret leaving Mega Sixty Four? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think I, I think I've talked about that with other people before. It's like, what? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I. But you're doing wanted... so great. I thought this was gonna oh, be I'm like, doing... uh, no. like you were gonna laugh for twenty minutes. No, absolutely not. No, I love working at Rooster Teeth. I love being in Austin, Texas, and I love that. I love the things that this has afforded me and the stuff that I'm doing, and and. 
like the position that I'm in and the shows that I work on and I've started like I love all that stuff but my the one and only like true passion that I had before all this was oh I just want to work at Mega 64 full time whatever that would mean and then it just didn't come to fruition so like when I had to leave it was one of those things where I had to like sit and think like quietly like to myself long and hard to be like is this the move is this what I'm going to do is this like am I going to give up this dream this goal that I had to move over here and do something that is I would say probably parallel to that uh is that something I'm willing to do and it was like a lot of soul searching to be like yeah, I think I have like I think I have to because there was no at that time and this is nothing on you guys. There was just no growth for me in where I was at and I was going through a lot. And I was just sort of in a situation where I went I have to like I have to make a change and that was the change that I had to make. Um I couldn't keep do I couldn't keep doing what I was doing at Razor and to me Razor was me biding my time until Mega 64 could pop that one more zero on you know their bottom line money account to like make something happen and then it was like we're uh, and I it just didn't it didn't come through and that's not again that's not a knock on you guys or anything it was just not things just didn't align that way so it's like I was really bummed to leave, especially leaving San Diego. I mean, San Diego is like, ultimately, that's the goal to get back. But leaving Mega 64 was like exceptionally hard for me. Uh, I didn't want to go. It, like, I still watch the podcast every week. I'm there every week. Like, I miss it. Like, it's definitely a big piece of what I miss the most from Man. back home. I can't yeah. even watch the podcast every week. That says <laughs> I watch it twice. <laughs> so what was it? Was it hard for you showing up at Rooster Teeth? Were they accepting of you? Did they give you shit? Was it no. hard for you to I, uh, I think, fit into the family there? I think you kind of take your lumps because it's like, I knew a lot of people there. So it was like, it was, it's easy, right? You kind of have like a ready-made family because I, I know so many people like Barbara Dunkelman and, and Gus and Jeff and, you know, all these people, Jordan Swears and, and everyone. And it's like showing up, it was very easy. Um, but proving myself was very important to me. I needed to prove to these people that hired me that I wasn't just some second ring, like, dipshit that I it, I wasn't just a guy who like held a camera or like could punch a like a button on a podcast that I knew what I was doing so to me it was really important for me to come in and not be a guy who was on camera I, when I when I first started working there my boss Patrick Salazar who like all the credit in the world like you know how people talk about oh you know when you quit your job you don't quit your job you quit your boss like Patrick is a guy that I would never quit that guy like I'll follow that guy forever in, incredible work ethic knows exactly what he's doing started like this broadcast department uh at rooster teeth incredible when i first came he's like i want you as like this producer role so that way these producers can work under you and, and kind of bolster up and i said okay in order to do that i have to say no to everyone and everything that would be an on-camera opportunity at rooster teeth for the first year i said no to literally everything i said no every time somebody asked me to be on a show on a podcast to shoot something i said no because i needed i needed to show up and prove that i was worth the investment and i think that's because mega 64 at Rooster Teeth has, 
I don't think people view it as like lesser than. I think they view it as like these guys are just kind of like flat, just kind of like wheel and deal, like no thought is going into like this stuff. It's just sort of like piece by piece and things are yeah, coming together. Pretty much nailed it. <laughs> See, but I think that there's like having worked with you guys, I know that there's thought and there's intention with what you guys are doing. And to me, that's the stuff that I don't think they understood. And so I really wanted to prove that I knew what I was doing. And in that first year, I think I proved that. And now I'm on camera a lot and just creating these shows and doing this stuff. And we started like this whole podcasting thing. Like there were no like real podcasts at Rooster Teeth until I started. And then we had like these ideas and it was just spin up, spin up, spin up, spin up. And we have, you know, that's a big it's a big part of our finance, you know, oper- business opportunity stuff now is podcasts because I feel like I know them really well because of Mega64, because of the Mega64 podcast. Like you just kind of know what the chemistry is and what works and, and what this stuff is. And uh, I don't know. it. It's a bummer. It was like a real bummer to leave Mega64, but I think Rooster Teeth was the right spot for me to go to get bigger and to flex a little bit of muscle in a way that I wasn't going to be able to do back in San Diego that that's just how it felt um it's big fish small pond kind of stuff right and and I still feel that way at rooster teeth it definitely feels big fish small pond but now it's now there's a lot of fish there's just a way more fish well, uh the internet is big the internet I know you love halo too that's the thing you're not yeah saying. that's my thing yeah that's my I was th- waiting I just, this whole time that you just love halo yeah I you know they handed me a controller and I just started going like this is how I talk I go up and down on the right stick and when uh, you came into rooster easy. teeth because mm-hmm. you know so you obviously were with mega 64 for years yeah almost a decade and we mm-hmm. became just personal friends with the guys who ran Rooster Tooth, who founded it. So when you right. moved over there, mm-hmm. being personal friends with people who were high up in the company, mm-hmm. but you're the low man on the totem pole, you're basically like little brother getting yes. hired. Little bit of nepotism maybe? Was there a dynamic there? Were uh, people jealous of your relationships or your I, friendships? I, if, if they were jealous, they weren't outwardly so. But I do think that there was... And I think that was part of me trying to prove it in that first year is that I wasn't just a guy that knew Gus and Gus went, whatever, give this guy a job. Um, it, I think that maybe as weird as it sounds, working, working with people that I knew on a personal level made it easier to do the job that was asked of me where someone who couldn't who or who didn't have that relationship wouldn't be able to do it as well. Um I already had a rapport with Gus and Jeff and, and all these people where if they needed something, I, I knew that they could text me or come to me outside of just work and we could kind of figure something out to get the best result where if you're working with someone and you don't know that relationship and it takes time to sort of build that, it's not as easy, especially for guys who have been doing it for, I mean, Rooster Teeth started at the same time as Mega64. It, it, like having just a new producer come in and be like, all right, here's what we're doing. Here's how we're doing it. I think it was just easier for me to have that conversation with them on a level where they were comfortable. And then like spinning up new shows was a lot easier because I think people saw the trust that I had with guys like Gus and Jeff and then creating new shows with them. And then people would come to me and be like, hey, I kind of want to make this. I kind of want to make that. And that's where like Face Jam and Fuck Face and like uh, Black Box Down and a lot of these other shows that are, you know, doing really well 
that's where like a lot of it came from was again the personal relationship that i had with these guys and i it's lucky i think it's just lucky i think it's just through like networking and stuff and it's weird because i i credit mega 64 with all of this going to conventions and like networking with these guys and talking constantly with them is how this all came to be like going to these parties and and being booth neighbors and all that stuff it's how this stuff worked out like it wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for that stuff so i don't know it's it's pretty it's it's weird but i i like it it's so funny like being in your 20s hearing that like networking is so important and not Mm -hmm. realizing what networking is and i think about all the fucking dumb fuck things i did attempting to network with people (laughs) i'm gonna go network yeah like walking uh, through a convention and just cold (laughs) approaching people like we're gonna have some sort of fucking relationship yep that ain't networking Nope. That's what a 20-year-old or 19-year-old thinks is networking. Yeah. But yep. actually, like, being friends with somebody. It, learning it, I, how to just be cool and be friendly and then walk away and then come back. And, hey, I see you again. That's nurturing a r- real relationship. Exactly. The the person I'll point to for that, for Mega64, and, like, I feel like the best networking opportunity that, like, really jived and set you guys off in a direction was Justin Rojas at Funimation. Like, that's just a dude. Justin Rojas is just a guy that I think you guys met at like EXPCon or something and then just happened to keep seeing Justin Rojas at all these conventions over and over. And then it was like, oh, Funimation doing this DBZ thing. Hey, do you guys want to do this DBZ? And then back and forth. And now like, look at the direction that it set you off in doing like the sweeted videos. And that's like the direction of Mega64 now. And it it's so bizarre that a lot of that came from just talking with Justin. Fucking nuts. It's nuts. That's networking. Yeah, your trajectory. I never yep. even thought about that. Yeah. Uh, in five minutes is all because of Justin. It's crazy. It's crazy. And that and that, that that really is networking. It's the people that you run into. It's like Johnny. Johnny's working here doing the stuff and everything. And it's just from like, hey, see you at a convention. Hey, talk to you online sometimes. Just sort of like you build a rapport. That's all it is. You never have to force anything. You just have to be personable and effable uh, and, and just be like, as affable you have to be affable affable then, you can be no, affable no 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 being no, 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 no. goes a long way uh-huh. yeah no you should just you know, be affable and be uh be as yeah. hot as possible <laughs> uh we have like five minutes hot. left uh because cool. i know you're busy and mm-hmm. we're we're busy too we can't just talk all day right 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 uh, right yeah 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 but uh i want to talk a little bit about your wrestling podcast that you do with scorpio sky that's advertised mm-hmm. on television yeah, yeah. Uh, and you used to have a wrestling podcast here in Mega 64 Studios that I actually think was a little bit more popular. Mm, but, just, you know, just a hair. They're neck and neck, honestly. We don't wanna, neck and neck. I don't want to open up old wounds, but you're, right. you're uh, dude, is this like a dream come true for you? Or? 100%. 100%. Like, Everybody, if you don't know, mm-hmm. Eric is a huge wrestling fan. It's big time. I'm a big I mean, wrestling fan too, but Eric, I mean, <laughs> you're the biggest wrestling fan I know. I think yeah. I can safely say. Yeah, so Wrestling with the Week is this podcast that I had an idea for a year and a half ago, and and AEW, who is in the Warner Network, you know, the umbrella of Turner Broadcasting, AT&T and everything, they have a TNT show, and through our connections, Rooster Teeth is also in that Warner Network, and they said, hey, would you guys ever, you know, hey, Sammy Guevara and Marco Stunt and Luchasaurus and Adam Page, hey, they're going to come and, and leave a bait, and we're, they're, they're going to come to Achievement Hunter and just shoot some videos and hang out or whatever. Great. Ran into them there. You talk and you talk and you talk, and you're just like, well, this is like, 
It's like kind of like there's something here where Rooster Teeth and AEW like really fits. Pause. So I'm this, sorry, like, but I'm just imagining Eric and Luchasaurus and Marco Stunt. <laughs> Dude. The alternate Jungle Boy right here. <laughs> That's, hey, I I just got to get like that Luke Perry hair and I'm there. Uh, <laughs> Asphalt Jungle Boy. You're from the city. Wow. I love it. Uh, Anyways, continue. So it it's this idea is wrestling with the week to me was was an idea of like what if we had like the segmented show where we could just talk about what dynamite was and some other stuff or whatever and kind of pitched it and didn't hear anything kind of went round and round and back and forth and then AEW came to Austin and kind of talked and and it just sort of happened and they went well here's the thing we want Scorpio Sky to have a podcast he wants to have a podcast we want him to have a podcast we think this idea works James Willems from Funhouse, um, who Funhouse came to Mega 64 Game Days one year. Uh, James Willems is a huge wrestling fan. He's trained to wrestle. He's wrestled. Uh, and like, maybe it's him and, and Sky. I'm like, great. I-, I can produce it. Let me do it. Let me have hands on with it. Whatever, whatever. So we started this thing. And what people don't, I think people maybe don't realize, and, and I'm never going to like say this to like Sky or whatever, is like, I, I watched Scorpio Sky wrestle in a Jewish community center in 2004 at Pro Wrestling Gorilla. Me and Brian used to drive two hours to Los Feliz to go watch Scorpio Sky and Kevin Steen and AJ Styles and Chris Daniels and Samoa Joe and Super Dragon and Excalibur and all these guys wrestle for, we'd pay 15 bucks and get front row seats and just fucking scream and we do it once a month. And now having a podcast where Scorpio Sky is just like the guy, he's just the guy on it. And it's like, I'm t- fucking texting with him all the time and going like, this is like insane. Like if I could go back in time, that's the thing. I'd be like, you're never going to believe what the fuck happens to you. Um, Literally. So doing, can I just say yeah. that's how Johnny feels being on this show with me? That's true. I can tell. I can tell. He He's just so, he's like, he's a little nervous and a little, he's like, oh, I don't, I don't want to say the wrong thing in front of Derek. Oh, he's, no, you know, he's, he's worried. He has all his signed Mega 64 posters. He has version one signed. I fucking know it. I know it. Yeah, I think I do. You probably <laughs> See, I told you. What a Fuck. mark. You fucking oh, mark. You fucking mark. Uh, no, that's cool, man. So yeah. you're friends with Scorpio Sky now. Hey man, it's, it's a great relationship. It's really cool if you haven't checked out the show i really recommend it we started having guests on with this second what we're calling our, our second season um we've had tony khan we've had doc samson the ringside physician oh, of aew wow. who Heck saved yes. that's the guy that's the guy who saved jerry the king lawler's life when jerry after lawler, the 10 elbow drops yes that's the doctor <laughs> who was there and checked on him and Yo. said like he's not responding that's oh, no. him. Doc Sampson was that guy. We've had Jade Cargill. We've had Christian Cage, which is like, to me, it's just, I remember going to like WWF shows and like, oh fuck, it's Edge and Christian. And then being, yeah. seeing Christian Cage and talking to him and all this stuff. And look, hey, what, what day does this episode come out? Tomorrow. The, the uh, show? 15th. Yeah. The 15th? Okay, cool. You guys should watch wrestling with the week next week because we might have um we might have a current champion from AEW on that show that we just shot an interview with no. um and it's and it's probably who you think it is Fuck. uh yeah so just it's going to be it's a great interview where we talk about wrestling but then also we talk about maybe uh, the street fighter meta but so i don't know you sort of put those pieces together on you know who that might be i can't you know i can't i'm not saying i'm just saying so yeah um, we're we're popping podcasts too you know we had danhausen on i loved that i thought having danhausen on was so fucking cool i think (laughs) danhausen danhausen does 
in wrestling what people a lot of people can't which is just connect with an audience and he does a great job of being a character and not having to do flipping pile drivers and connecting with an audience and that it goes if you watch this nick gage dark side of the ring stuff something that john moxley says where it's like it's not biceps it's not abs it's the connection and i feel like dan has an danhausen has that in spades that guy's great so i thought that was very very cool i love that i watched it i, thought it I think he is officially the favorite wrestler of the mega 64 community now wow i think, so. I think that a that's title so cool. has officially been bestowed that's fantastic um, i love i love that they're gonna see scorpio sky and be like never mind new favorite I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> well, he's pushing people downstairs. Not so my problem. It's not my uh, problem know. who their favorite is. I'm Look, Darby Allen jumped. jumped Darby Allen jumped Scorpio Sky from behind and then got thrown downstairs. What a loser! Can you can you imagine that going to beat a guy up and then he throws you downstairs after you jumped him? Like, damn, you'd have to suck. He's, <laughs> he's stupid too because. Fucking Mira's huge. Yeah, like, just, just give himself, him the belt right? and run away. You yeah. would have yeah. saved yourself a fucking. Could have gone to Denny's, had a grand yeah. slam instead that's, of becoming a grand slam. That's all I'm saying. And then Sky and Paige went out there because they knew Sting was going to interfere and they had to keep it a fair fight. Darby Allen was trying to cheat, you could tell, by having yeah, Sting. I recognize by, that. by having his stepdad Sting out there at the ring. It's crazy. Darby Allen is the type of dude, you pull a gun on him and say, give me all your money. The idiot goes, shoot me. It's like, that's not how this works, bro. <laughs> yeah. Come on. <laughs> What a what a cool note to end on. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Uh, Darby Allen is uh, to to be real, he's a hero. To have some wrestling talk, man. Yeah, yeah. That guy is um, going out week after week, just tearing put it, it all on the line. He yeah. he is the who would have thought that Darby Allen would have main evented the most dynamites in like a year, year and a half. You know, like, it was really interesting wild. because that was not really called to the attention of the audience. And mm-hmm. it was just left for people to realize like, damn, again, holy shit, this dude's out here again. And then suddenly just it hits you on week 11. Like, yep, this guy's out here every fucking week killing himself. Guy's <laughs> the main event and he's just destroying himself. Do you see that suicide dive that he did to Mira where he just bounced off of him? He ran dude. as hard as he could and hit him with his full body weight and bounced off him like a pinball. What dude. the fuck? It was like one of those nature documentaries and they show you the bullet shrimp and they're like, this shrimp can make itself go faster than an actual bullet shot out of a gun. Darby Allen, the human bullet shrimp. Incredible. Incredible. I love it. All right. Eric, uh, you're doing great, man. I'm happy to hear that everything's going well. Uh, Thank you. Thanks for checking in with us. Absolutely. I'd be, I can't wait to come back and see you guys and, and do something in studio again with Mega 64. Can't wait. Can yeah. Wait. We'll make that happen real soon. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. That's all for this interview. So say, I guess, say goodbye to everybody watching. Okay. Bye, Rocco. Bye, uh, Garrett. Bye. Who else is watching? Sean. Bye. <laughs> Who else is watching for sure? Named Brian. Our whole fan base. <laughs> um, yeah, that's great. Great fan base. All right. Thanks, guys. Uh, see you again soon. Watch Wrestling with the Week. Goodbye. All right. We're back, everybody. Uh, thanks, Eric, for chatting with us. I hope you all enjoyed that. It was really nice to talk with Eric. Oh, yeah. That was great. I didn't uh, have much really to say, fun. but yeah. I liked hearing you guys chat. <laughs> well, we've known each other for a long yeah, time. Yeah. And uh, we talked, you know, for almost as long off camera as we did on camera. Yeah. Uh, and I wish we would have got it all, but Hey, we'll have to have him back sometime. I hope so. We have a lot to say. Hey everybody. Remember a uh, few weeks ago when we had Dan Housen on the show? Well, shirt. yeah, that guy, I think he sent us a little care package here. Yeah. Let's see what's inside. We haven't opened this up. We're going to do a live unboxing here. Hopefully it's not full of teeth or something. Is it cool that I'm opening it? Are you, cool I'm jealous. Oh. I'm so, I wish I also, <laughs> I would have opened it better. 
I yeah, think. I think so. So we got that if you want to open that. Let me open this one here. Let me show you how it's done. Ooh. All in one go and a flick of the wrist for flair. I guess I'll open this one. Hey, do we get some signed posters? It's empty. Wait, really? Just kidding. Oh, like, <laughs> oh shit. Oh, that's awesome. It's a signed print from Danhausen. That's awesome. Wow. What does it, say? it says Mega 64 Housen, do good video game. <laughs> Ratatouille P32. Love that Danhausen. And he drew a picture. He sent us some teeth. Oh, dude. They look real. Gross. They look like they have I blood on them. I think they're real teeth. Where does he get his teeth from? I don't, I don't know, know. But this package is full of teeth. Can we pour the teeth out here? <laughs> Ew, they're kind of sticky. <laughs> I've never been so disgusted in my fucking life. So there's shouts out Danhausen, you rule. Like this is some this is some Joker shit. Danhausen sent us some teeth i don't know if you could see that there are the teeth right there there's one like uh, they got wanna, blood on them oh god oh. and uh enamel pins this is i'm putting a jar of teeth oh, and it says teeth housing <laughs> um, you think these are in someone's mouth these are radical i hope so maybe they were in somebody's famous mouth he says a bunch of stickers like too. logan stunt or something logan stunt the tales of dan Housen. uh um, he sent us this uh parody of pepsi man and some stickers that say very nice, very evil. Guys, Danhausen is awesome. This Go support rules. Danhausen uh, and watch him on Ring of Honor. Yeah. And go back and rewatch our Danhausen episode from a few weeks ago because Please. it was a fascinating conversation. Uh, and not only do we talk to him, but we watched some amazing wrestling botches. Maybe you don't want to see that, but it was a good time. I just touched my eyes. I feel like I should you wash got somebody's my hands. teeth. Yeah, teeth I don't. Goo in your eyes. This is how we get COVID. Next news story. <laughs> Just going to go with the teeth on the table. Hell yeah. True professional. Target stops selling Pokemon cards. Yes. Safety concerns. I'm so happy you pulled in this. stores. Yeah. Have you guys heard about this? Pokemon cards are really popular in America. I love Pokemon cards. Yeah. Everybody knows you love Pokemon yeah. cards. You're part of the problem. I'm part of the You're no. the reason Target had to stop selling them. I, st I watched so many videos about people explaining this. And through that, I literally was, I, I quit. So why don't you explain to us what's going on for people who don't know? Okay. So during the pandemic, there was this weird kind of bump in collectible stuff. I think you could see it with everything. Cause you know, like the rise of like NFTs and all this stuff. Um, yeah. People were stuck at home and like mass production stuff went out in popularity and yeah. kind of like collectible craft stuff went up in popularity. And uh, a big proponent of Pokemon cards becoming so huge as uh you know, there's a lot of YouTubers online that like open Pokemon cards and that was like making the price go up. But then it skyrocketed when uh, Logan Paul decided to open up a base set booster box from like the original Pokemon booster box, which uh, I think he bought a couple of them and paid like millions of dollars for them. Millions? Millions of dollars. Uh, one of them was fake, so that's pretty funny. But it started; it made people realize that, like, oh, this one Charizard card that people want from base set is extremely expensive, and there's not a single graded perfect ten version of it. So all these fucking like, I feel like stock market bro, kind of cryptocurrency bros, started realizing like, oh, this is kind of like a, a stock market market. 
like the way the cards are are uh, gaining in price. They've never dipped. They've only gone up. And it's caused this fucking craze that has gone beyond anything. All these scalpers are starting to like uh, a lot of targets. This is a big reason they stopped is because uh, scalpers are like stalking their trucks, their delivery trucks when they get shipments in and just buying everything. Um, I don't know if I'm rambling at all. No, you're not rambling. But, I mean, uh, if you've gone this stuff is super interesting a, a to me. Target or a Walmart mm-hmm. over the past six months, anywhere in America, you may have seen signs that say one Pokemon pack per customer yeah. or something like we will only be selling Pokemon cards at 10 a.m. on Friday. Yes. Uh, and I'm I don't know. Have you heard stories of like fights breaking out or like other problems people getting physical over Pokemon cards. I haven't seen anything. Um, at our local target, there was a sign that said we're only show, uh, having these available at like 9am on a specific day. Yeah. And you have to wait in line. Uh, but that's the most I've seen. Um, I did try to buy a pack the other day cause I was at in a target and I noticed they had them and I was like, Oh shit. Like, I guess this is over now. And I picked up like five packs and I went to scan one and, uh, and then when I scanned the other one, it, the machine was like, boop, boop, boop. it started beeping at me. Wow. And a, a woman came up to me. She said, you can only buy one. And I felt so bad that she had to take the whole stack back. Yeah. I am so, part of the problem. <laughs> uh, Walmart and, and Target have said things like the safety of our guests and our team is a top priority. Um, due to inappropriate customer behavior and increased demand, Walmart in certain stores will not be stocking the cards. Um, just increased customer demand and... I think that they just legitimately now I'm going to do my opinion on it. Yeah. I wanted to ask you real quick though. Like you are interested in stocks. Do you see any like parallel with that at all? Or am I crazy? Cause I feel like this, a similar kind of person. No. Okay. <laughs> no, because at the end of the day, there's no guarantee that those cards are worth anything. Yeah. They're worth what a collector is willing to pay for them. It's not something that is, uh, like you can't just go to a place and cash in your Pokemon cards. You need to find somebody who wants to buy them. There just yeah. happens to be a wide market for it now. Uh, but I, like a stock, when you buy a stock, you're essentially purchasing ownership in that company. You're yes. like, I own a part of that company. If you invest in Apple, like I'm part owner of Apple. That's so true. if you buy a Pokemon card, you don't, you're not like part owner of the company of Pokemon. This is more like buying gold. Okay. Yeah, it's I can more see that. like uh, hoarding, or or what it is more like is buying jewelry and rare collectible art, which okay. is exactly what it's like. Uh, Comic yeah. books, you know, just rare collectibles. But I don't think there's a, you know, I don't think it has like stock value or similar uh, to that. I wanted to add just because uh, I missed this before, but uh, another big reason it's so popular right now, Pokemon cards, is uh, that rapper Logic paid like half a million dollars for a Charizard card. So there's also that at an auction. Fucking hate logic, dude. <laughs> I fucking hate this dumb fuck. All I know about logic, ladies and gentlemen, and logic, if you're watching. Yeah, he's a big fan. You're, you're not going to want to hear this, but I'm going to say it anyways. <laughs> the dude wrote a book called Supermarket, and I didn't know uh-huh. he wrote it. And I looked at, you know, I judged the book by its cover. I was like, this looks interesting. Oh, it was written by a young rapper. And I picked it up and started perusing it. It was written like a fourth grader wrote it. It was so stupid and just bad grammar and dumb story. And it was like a fucking bestseller. Oh my God. And I was like, 
What's going on here? This guy's a best-selling author. I hate when you just hear about somebody who's so successful and then you go participate in the product and it's garbage and you're like, why is this successful? You know, some people struggle and try so hard to make something that's good and this thing that is junk is popular. I just don't understand it. I had, that, my heart. I had that with the book version of The Martian. Yeah. I tried reading that. I'm like, this is written like a... I mean, I can't write a better book, so whatever, but like it was, it felt like poorly it's written. It's just unfair. <laughs> the, the life that some people get to live. Yeah. The dude just farts out a book. It's a bestseller. He's able to drop half a million dollars on a Charizard card, inflates the, the, the cost and value of Pokemon cards all over the world. Who? What? SoundCloud rapper should have that kind of power. No one. Nope. That's bullshit. I... You know, it's funny because I saw somebody criticizing everybody in Mega 64 uh -huh. just talking shit on them. And they're like, Derek's always sitting around just complaining that he's not more famous. <laughs> and I was like, that's fucking true. Yeah. So I'm going to do it again right now. I am a YouTuber and I made funny hit YouTube videos. I should have a half a million dollars to drop on fucking Yu-Gi-Oh cards and inflate the value. Yo, bullshit. Yo. And start a fucking economic revolution why not me is my question <laughs> why not anybody we you should know? inflate Yu-Gi-Oh cards why konami hit us up what is logic no you know logic must be special he must know something we don't because he was able to pull it off and i'm just a little jealous i'll be honest with you distracted nurse <laughs> gives a woman six doses of the covid vaccine in a single shot. That's how you become like the Hulk or something, right? Like six like gamma radiation. doses. You know, they're like, okay, we're going to give you one dose. Come back in two weeks and we'll give you another dose. Yeah. You might feel some side effects. This woman got six doses in one shot, which by the way. She had to have known. She was I, like, I want to see what happens. <laughs> no, the, the nurse who gave it to her was distracted. Uh-huh. Um, but... By the way, what okay? I was going to say is how do you feel like six? Those are, that's not standardized. Like I thought yeah. it was like just unwrap it and that's your dose. Is this nurse like, do, 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 do. oh, oh, yeah, that looks about right. Six doses in one shot and. Oh, in one shot? Yes. Holy dude. shit. That was probably fucking like. Six doses damn. in one shot. Holy fuck. She sat down for her first shot and got six doses at once. Is she okay? Yes. It was the Pfizer vaccine. Take that, James Hetfield. It was the Pfizer bitch. vaccine. And they monitored her for a couple weeks. And they said this person at this time has no side effects. She's like super immune now. No side effects. She's going to have like her, like <laughs> a whole generation of kids are going to be immune from, the, from COVID because of her. Yeah. Her grandkids uh, are going to be immune. There's a lot of people out there. James Hetfield is one of them yeah. who just don't want to get the vaccine. Yeah. This woman wanted to get the vaccine, accidentally got six vaccines at once. She was okay. There's people on both sides of the debate. We go to our resident expert. Ooh, yeah. Uh, well, he's our resident ranter. Resident Ladies ranter. and gentlemen, we present to you this week's edition of Sean's Rant. I, I, I'm not prepared, so let's see if this works. Hello. Um, I'm just, 
I'm just exhausted about the people and arguing over the vaccine or not. Like, get the fucking vaccine. We have a miracle cure and no one, you're not taking it. All these people who are younger, oh, I'll be fine. Yeah, I know you'll be fine. Of course you'll be fine. Probably, but you're gonna give it to more people. And then people keep saying, well, I, whatever, I got the vaccine, so I don't give a fuck if they get the vaccine or not. There are fucking variants. They're gonna keep mutating and eventually my vaccine's not gonna work because this fuckhead over here is not getting the vaccine. What are you so scared of? First off, you're so like, oh, I'm not, I'm not gonna get COVID. I'm not wearing a mask. And now I'm not gonna get the vaccine. Fuck all of you. Fuck all of it. Like, just do this one simple thing. There are people out there who cannot get the vaccine because they're immunocompromised or they're kids or whatever. And you're like, you are so fucking selfish. Get the fucking shot. It takes two seconds. If you're so scared of getting two shots and the side effects, get the Johnson & Johnson one. You're done in two weeks. One shot, you're fucking done. I'm just so sick of these fucking people and say, oh, I want to get political. It's not fucking political. It's either you're a good person, you care about other people, or you're fucking selfish. It's one or the other. There's no in-between. Same with wearing the mask. Oh, I want to get political. It's not a political issue. You're either a fucking dickhead or you're not. You can choose. What are you going to be? Get the fucking shot. What is so hard about this? This is something that people have done before. There's been other illnesses. We've all gotten vaccines. Oh, I'm not sure I'm going to get my kid this vaccine because it's so new. This technology has been invented before. They just modified it for this vaccine. Do two seconds of research. Stop going on fucking Facebook and look at what your Aunt Pam had to say. She's a fucking moron just like you. Take the shot. Thank you. Okay, we're back. Uh, thank you, Sean. This has been a great episode. Yeah, so this, far. Is, this is like my second favorite. I only have a few more articles to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything else you wanted to show? Sure. I have a couple things. I wanted to get local. I wanted to get local San Diego up in here. Okay. I'm sure you've seen this already, but I live in San Diego. I was born and raised in San Diego. I know everything there is to know about San Diego, but I may not have seen this. Oh, I heard about this, but yeah. I, didn't, I didn't see it. I got I got multiple angles here. All right. So I don't understand <laughs> what happened here, but apparently these baseball teams have beef. I don't and it just I'll I'll pull part two. You're you're speechless. (laughs) Sean could explain this if he was here, but it's something about these. Oh my gosh. Look how beautiful San Diego is. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's Petco park. Is that security or just some other? I don't know that this, this angle fucked me up because I didn't realize how young the duty punched was or is. By the way, this is why I fucking hate jocks because you yeah. go to a baseball game and somebody will punch you in the face over a disagreement over For fucking baseball. Liking another team. Yeah, uh, the gist of this is that the two teams have a rivalry and there was uh-huh. some sort of contentious out that happened last year okay. with a particular player. And from what I understand from Sean, even mentioning that player's name to a fan of that team is considered an insult or some stupid shit. Uh, it's something like that. That was the genesis of this fight where a guy was like, Hey, remember when we beat you last year? (laughs) Yeah. With that bullshit mouth. Yeah. Tell that to so-and-so. And And the dude comes over and fucking punches him in the face, bro. I'm sure alcohol wasn't even involved. I get willing to wager. I get made fun of for liking wrestling all the time. And these dudes are just out here punching each other at sports. You know what? Wrestling 
I'm going to wager like wrestling fans are never going to get into a fist fight over shit talking. You're another wrestling, fa- another wrestler. Uh, I, <laughs> maybe I I'm wrong, happen, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. I don't know because there are a lot of drunk dumbasses at, at wrestling shows too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yo, you fucking don't like Johnny Gargano. <laughs> what the fuck did you say? <laughs> did you just fucking talk shit on the stink cinematic matches? You piece of shit. You're fucking dead. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's a two percenter, uh, which means we just lost two percent of our audience permanently. Oh, yeah. For making wrestling jokes on a news show. Hey, Paul McCartney says practicing eye yoga has helped him preserve his eyesight. What the fuck is eye yoga? Remember when how Paul do I McCartney? Learn it? Remember when Paul McCartney went to India in the 60s and smoked a bunch of weed and like did LSD with uh, the Maharaji or something? Well, I think it fucked him up because this dude thinks that something called fucking eye yoga exists. That's the most L.A. shit I've ever heard in my fucking life. Paul McCartney, sir. I almost said Paul (laughs) McChomley. Inside joke for Mega 64 fans. Sir Paul McCartney believes in eye yoga and says it's probably the reason he's never had to get glasses. Um, he says that he learned it from, from a yoga master in India. And Paul McCartney describes eye yoga as follows. Would you like to do some eye yoga? Yeah. All right. He says, I'll read it to you. Okay. I'll, I'll read the exact quote. I'm ready. I'm taking deep breaths. Head still. Keep your head still. Okay. <clears throat> Then you look up as far as you can. Hold it. One, two, three. Go back to the middle. Then down. One, two, three. Then back to the middle. You do three lots of that. I'll do it in a Paul McCartney voice. Yeah. You do three lots of that. Okay. Then you go to the left. Then and then to the right. Now you've got to cross up and down and sideways. Now you do the diagonals. That is eye yoga. According to this beetle, that will save your eyes. That's not eye yoga. Because uh, people do that when you have concussions. They'll do similar things <laughs> okay. like that. Well, you say it's not <laughs> eye yoga. Oh, Paul yeah. McCartney says it's eye yoga. But that does do something with your brain synapses. Because I, I heard like a, a, a NASCAR guy talk about really? this. Where he had a concussion. And he said they would ask him to like focus on an object and keep focusing as you bring it closer to your nose. And that's how you kind of like have your brain work out the synapses or something in your brain. Yeah. To get it like back. Well, to according to this Indian yoga master, he says your eyes are a muscle and so they that's can true. be strengthened, but your ears are not a muscle and your ears cannot be strengthened. Your hearing okay. cannot be strengthened through yoga, but your eyes can. Well, Johnny, if that one wasn't your cup of tea maybe this one will be a baltimore man is facing federal indictment for using get this a female alias on social media okay to entice boys to send him sexually explicit images and videos now Correct me if I'm wrong, but this guy is on trial. He's arrested and facing charges for pretending to be a girl Uh and getting dick pics. Okay. 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 But 
haven't we always, always, always been taught? I'm so excited to see where you go with this. That when you talk to someone on the internet, uh-huh. they may not be who they say. I guess. Yes. Yeah. I'm just. We should be teaching I'm it in just, schools. I'm just saying. Yeah. These guys. Uh, to me, I'm reading this story and these guys sent dick pics to who they <laughs> thought was a hot chick. Holy shit. I thought it was a hot chick. I thought this girl was in my dick pics. Turns out it was this guy. I don't know. I'm laughing over here. <laughs> I'm making jokes. They should As teach that shit in school, though. They somebody who doesn't send dick pics and never gets hit on mm-hmm. on the internet. I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm, you know, hard to approach Johnny, you know, ladies love this guy. Dude, They're falling all over him. They love me. But even if you did <laughs> slide into my DMS, I'm telling you right now. And you're like, Derek, I want to see it. I'd be like, <laughs> nice try. Didn't you read the article about the guy <laughs> who posed as a person? You said that article. Who he wasn't really only to get dick pics. You should have read the article because they arrested him. Actually, what are they going to do to this guy? I didn't even read. Uh, Matthew K. Walsh, age 23 of Baltimore, Maryland, is charged with uh, fraud. Um, Fraud. Six counts of indictment. I mean, I don't know. I hope it's not something heinous. I I hope it's it's not something too heinous. I hope that he tricked like... uh, Really evil men into showing. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just want to keep it lighthearted. I'm yeah. Looking. All right. That was a dark story. That was a dark story. I mean, story. I have a lighthearted video if you want to. I get it. I get it. Switch uh, gears. Yeah, lay it on me. Russian news clip here. No. No. <laughs> That may be another uh, friends. Aw. The dog just wanted attention. He what just is, wanted to make friends. <laughs> what is that microphone, though? I don't know, but it looks delicious. I would bite that microphone and too. run it too. It looks like a giant piece of candy. Yeah, I totally understand why that dog ran. Because it looks like a dog toy. <laughs> yeah, that was nice. Yeah. Maybe the dog was just like, fake news. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he knew. That's all I got. <laughs> uh, I got something to end sure. on. And actually, this information, ladies and gentlemen, pay attention because this, what I'm about to tell you, might just save your life someday. Mammals. <laughs> Take two. <clears throat> I have one more news story to share. And pay uh, attention, Johnny. Okay. Because what I'm about to tell I'm you. I'm about to do some eye yoga. What I'm about to tell you might save your life someday. Okay. Mammals can breathe through anus in emergencies, new study says. Aren't we mammals? Yes, we are. (laughs) What the fuck? A team of Japanese scientists and God bless those scientists (laughs) in Japan because they discover the coolest shit. A team of Japanese scientists have shown that it is possible for mammals to absorb oxygen via the anus. If I could like breathe underwater and all I need is like my my like asshole just out and like up well, above the water. It's interesting because they were inspired by certain sea creatures ability to absorb oxygen uh-huh. through gills or through things that weren't lungs. 
And apparently they did some experiments for on mice, rats, and pigs. And also these studies suggest that the same might be true in humans that find that there is a layer of um what is it like there's a lining of the like the walls of there's certain tissue in the body that could just absorb oxygen through contact and they have found that you have valves like that in your rectum and it's called enteral ventilation via the anus or eva (laughs) eva is the scientific anagram for breathing through your butthole. So next time somebody tells you to pull your pants up in public, you just tell them that you are practicing some emergency EVA and this technique might save your life someday. If you're ever in a capsized boat and you can only get your ass above water, it'll be EVA that saves your life. And, uh, you know, glass ass was just trying to like extend his, uh, like his air passage. Exactly. I'm sorry. I got, I was, I was looking at the, <laughs> the, the fucking deafening silence. <laughs> I was reading the article to see what the experiment was, oh, yeah. but it actually made me kind of feel uncomfortable. Oh no. <laughs> they essentially hooked up a fancy gas mask that would pump, uh, air gas into the butt of these animals. Oh no. <laughs> Well, that's all I'm going to say on yeah. it. Look it up for yourself. EVA is uh, what they call butt breathing. And I am butt just breathing. amazed that these Japanese scientists have discovered this. I learned something today. Oh, yeah, I was today years old when <laughs> I learned that humans could potentially breathe through their butt in emergency <laughs> situations. And I can't think of any better note to end this episode Me on. either. I think this was the best episode. It's, it's inspirational. Yeah, this was a this was a good episode. High energy episode. Yeah, we got teeth on the table here. Yeah, thank you for watching, everybody. Big, big thank you to our dear friend Eric for yes. talking to us on the phone. Thank big you, thank you to Danhausen for thank sending Dan us Housen. this care package. Please check out Eric and Dan Housen Please. on social media. Follow us on social media. I'm on Twitter at Gustavo and Instagram at Derek Acosta only. Um, I'm at Johnny 13 on Twitter and Catboy Slim, Catboy underscore Slim on Instagram. I should change my name. It's so hard to say that every time, but you're locked in now. I'm locked in. Tune in next time for more weird stories, funny videos, quarantine updates, and maybe even a special guest or two. We'll be back next week with more fun for y'all. Thanks for watching. See you next time.